Hi, welcome to The Mouthpiece, a wrestling podcast with your boy Derry Lips and always my man Gio. Hey, ma'am. Listen, I don't know what you assholes tweeted out. I was just warned about this. <laughs> I am scared. We had a request for a review <laughs> for you. Someone has, has issued a pay-per-view for Gio to review and I, I know this one and yeah, <laughs> I, we'll get to that when we do your review because you've got a good one this week, to be fair. I do. You do. Um, quite a week. Quite a week, man. I think there's pretty much one big thing going on, obviously. The, the outs, the releases, Bray Wyatt. I mean, what, what's your take on it? There's a lot of stories coming about, obviously Ric Flair as well today, but that seems a little bit more cut and dry that they didn't see eye to eye on some stuff. But what do you, what do you make of Bray Wyatt? Where's your head at with it? I think he just needs time off. I think it's a him thing. Yes. I mean, cause it it's come out today, you know, obviously Fox and us network, you know, the guy said they don't know wrestling, but they know numbers. A Bray Wyatt. I mean, the fiend is a big merch seller. Like wasn't his belt like 500 bucks or something. Like, I mean, that's big money. But do you think some of it's come out that, you know, he's being quite protective of his character? Do you think there's some more to it? Or do you think that's just the internet trying to jump on some stuff? Because obviously JoJo was released, they're saying, like, March time. Um, I'd, yes, I, it's just, it's Bray Wyatt, though, man. Like, it's The Fiend. Like I said, I think he just needs time. So you don't think we'll see him anywhere? You think he'll jump straight into something else? Or do you think we'll, uh, you think he'll just take some proper time off for a bit? I, I'm expecting him back. I think networks are going to push them into a place where, you know, Bray Wyatt sells. Bray Wyatt is money, you know? But interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's tough. And then obviously Ric Flair yesterday, that one seems a little bit more. I mean, he has just tweeted out, or I think it was Instagram today, um that there wasn't any bad blood i mean they they didn't wish any future endeavors uh but apparently rick flair sent a few texts saying he wasn't happy with charlotte's booking next thing rick flair's gone i mean rick flair's pretty old like <laughs> he shouldn't even really be there you know like the man almost died um yeah but i'm not really surprised at, at that I one think, but... yeah i think they took his they took his, uh, whatchamacallit away, his, like, his regular wrestling contract. I think he's going to get just a regular contract. Ah, okay. Do you think, like, some of it, though, you think that, you think they would sell? you think Vince would sell? Do you think some of this is to keep the numbers clear? You know, Nick Khan has got history of, you know, he's in there to balance a company, to sell it on big. you think there's some truth in that? Could be. I mean, because NBC are desperate. I mean, uh, and they have been for years. NBC would want wrestling in a heartbeat. Um, I don't. I don't know. Um, and also today they've come out saying Becky Lynch got back till October. Uh, do you think that's a silly idea with everything going on and where fans' heads are at the minute? You think it'd be better if they brought her forward? If everything stays open, because I know there's talk of things happening and. You know, maybe they don't want to waste this yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just been really weird. I have to say like Bray Wyatt has shocked me. Bray Wyatt has definitely shocked me. I was a big fiend fan. I understood that he needed some time off for the Harper thing, but to be released just seems a bit extreme, but it's difficult. We can all speculate. We don't know the conversations that get had behind. You know, he hasn't been around since April. We don't really know where his head is. He definitely took the Harper thing really badly. I don't think anyone disputes that. Um, but yeah, be interesting. They don't seem to care. You know, there was a phone call obviously this week, you know, that was released and stuff. You know, Vince not caring about AEW. You think that's, think that's smart? Like, or do you think you should take them a bit more seriously by just feeding talent to them? I also think it's wrong that they're all going after Alexa. Yeah, she seems to be on a receiving end a bit at the minute. Do you think she'll go uh, now? <laughs> she was given a role. She did the role. 
she's done it very well as well. I mean, that's not, it's not make a mistake. I just, yeah, after that phone call with Vince saying he doesn't see him as competition like he has done anyone else. And he just doesn't seem bothered about giving them any kind of talent. I, I just, it seems, it's a very relaxed attitude. But I was saying to someone yesterday, yes. you know, two yes. different products. I don't think he sees them as competition. I don't. Like, I, I don't I, see it. Like, if I was sitting here with my kids and both were in, in town, I wouldn't take my kids to go and watch Chris Jericho get sliced up with a pizza car. I'd take them to WWE that's full of bright colors and explosions and silliness. You know? Like, AEW will never be, for me as a, as a consumer, like with my kids and stuff, will never be on that list. As a hardcore indie wrestling fan that wants to see some violence, sure. Like, yeah. sure. You know? Um, and it's that, but they're two different styles. They're, you know, I don't see it myself as competition. I don't watch AEW for anything I'd expect to see in WWE and vice versa. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what people are missing. They want it to be competition. And I don't really think it is, you know? Um, but anyway, uh, just touch on to SmackDown and Raw. Before we go into some pieces, SmackDown obviously saw the big return of Sasha Banks. Did a normal Sasha Banks thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, came out trying to look like she was a friend. And she is not. Did we not expect this to happen? Yeah, yeah, I was waiting all night for it. I mean, we expect it from Sasha all the time. <laughs> like, absolutely awesome. Um, it's it's a friend, people. <laughs> yeah, don't think that she's a friend. Yeah, 100%. Um, but she come back, took out took out uh, Bianca Belair, which obviously lead into Banks Belair 2 at SummerSlam, I'm assuming. Um, it wasn't the greatest SmackDown. They moved some stories along. Um, <clears throat> I didn't enjoy it as much as normal SmackDowns, but the stories were good. I liked the contract signing. I am going to say that. I thought that was really, really cool. Uh, I thought it was a different way, you know, to do it. Um, yeah, I thought it was really, really clever um, with the way it was done. Getting Baron Corbin involved. If it's Corbin Balor for a little bit, you know, just to get through this seed a bit. I'm down with that. You know, I like what Corbin's doing. Um, Cor Corbin should have had that contract, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I think all of us secretly were hoping that that was going to be the case. Um, he almost. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> almost. John Cena keeps taking shit away from him. He, he took his money in the bank from him. <laughs> He's taking title opportunities. <laughs> Leave the poor guy alone. Poor Baron <laughs> Corbin is an amazing gimmick, damn it. Yeah. I mean, the legality of that contract, you know, McAvee was right to question. I mean, is that is that legal? But it was a very different way to do a contract signing. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite cool. Um, Cedar signed it, so we'll see. Match is on. Um, and I'm assuming that they're pushing Nakamura into Apollo Crews as well. We had a bit of that. I mean, the SummerSlam card's looking pretty decent. Um, for me, like, I'm I'm quite looking forward to it, you know, at the moment. They're, I mean, they're going to go all out for it. It's a big, first big pay-per-view. But the, I think the updated card's looking uh, looking pretty good. Um, but yeah, the rest of SmackDown was a little bit meh, but it's moving stories on in it, I suppose. That's all it is. Just, uh, just be interesting to see after SummerSlam with the draft. I think the draft needs to come. It needs to come fast. Um, also, which we didn't touch on, but someone I'd like to see appear on SmackDown or Raw, Adam Cole, speaking of drafts. What's going on there, do you think? What the hell is all this? Like, <laughs> you so, get that, I don't know if you've seen, but Player Uno on Twitter has been taking the piss out of every wrestling fan the past few days. Oh, really? So, right. He, he, anytime somebody gets released, a fan's like, that person should be the, the leader of the Dark Order. Well, now he's just running with it. <laughs> first he goes, oh, look, Bray Wyatt's released. It's a dark, he should be in the Dark Order comment here. Then yesterday he goes, oh my God, Ric Flair's released. He should be the leader of the Dark Order. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it does seem to be the first thing. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's nonsense, isn't it? The wrestling fans, like wrestling Twitter, <laughs> it makes me laugh. But Adam Cole, what do you think? Like, do you think he's he's leaving? No. Think that is a contract? I, I don't. No, and and no. you know what? Of all the people on the roster, Adam Cole's probably got the most reason to leave. Like, girlfriend's over there. Closest wrestling mates are probably over there. I just, I don't, I don't see it. I think they value him too high. You know? I think they value him too high. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I think he'll re-sign on main roster. I think he'll be on the main roster after SummerSlam. I really do. I'm not expecting him to go. But would you have expected Bray Wyatt to go? Can't really say too much. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I think more would be heard and whispers would be had other than just is his contract running out or is it 2024 or is it January 2022? Like, what is even it? Is that like, surely there's a definite, but be interested to see. Where would you prefer to see him go if he does go main roster? SmackDown or Raw? Smackdown. SmackDown. I, I don't know. I, I repeat this a lot. SmackDown needs major players. They don't have that. If you look at it, everybody besides Roman Reigns is like a mid-card guy. Yeah. Yeah, they I need, suppose. They need a big top guy to be the other side of Roman Reigns. I mean, with everything coming up for them, they've got maybe a bit of time. Because let's say they get through this Cedar thing. Then maybe they do Bala Reigns, October, you know, September, October. November is Survivor Series, so it could be Lashley Reigns. Um, and then December becomes Royal Rumble season. There's some talk that The Rock will be back. I in... still think there's a setup here. Because I'm, I'm telling you, imagine if Lesnar comes back, he beats Lashley. It leads to SummerSlam where you get Roman Reigns versus Lesnar. And you have this whole storyline of Paul Heyman, whose corner does he choose? Yeah. It writes itself. It does. It does. You're right. It does write itself. And yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I think they've got time to build up more stars. But you're right. They do need, you know, what they got after Roman Reigns. Rollins, Bala. Owens has already been through that mill. Do you know what I mean? Like, there isn't much else, you know, for Roman after Cena. Um so yeah, it'd be interesting. Interesting to see what they um but there as I say, then Raw last night. Um did you watch any of Raw? Did you did you catch up? Did you see Goldberg's kid? Like, I'm sure it was only like three, four years ago that we saw him tiny. He aged like crazy. Yeah. Like that's like a grown ass man. That's not 15, 16. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked it. I didn't actually mind Raw last night. Um, I liked uh, MVP coming out and Goldberg obviously challenged him. And um, I thought it was good. And then he got in the kid's face and big old spear to MVP. Kind of kicked it off well. Um, I know what people feel about Goldberg, you know. Um, but I do. He's, I, he's got a He's yeah. got a he knows his role. He yeah. does his He's got two matches a year to go and just get the crowd to chant his name and do some other shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's only two matches. Do you know, though, to be honest, it was the first time I've seen him actually do his entrance and not start sweating <laughs> or look out of breath, I have to say. Um, <laughs> yeah busted his head clean open on a locker like oh my gosh I mean, how many times has he done that he's actually knocked himself concussed himself in the tanker match didn't he i think that was part of the problem like oh. he hit uh, himself so hard that he gave himself a concussion yeah like goodness bless him um and then it carried on uh drew mcintyre took on both veer and shanky uh so everyone grabbed a chair. McIntyre grabbed a sword. <laughs> it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Um, DLC is coming up in December. 
if there's no sort of match called tables, ladders, chairs, and swords, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've but done the... tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. They need a swords match. But apparently their SummerSlam match is going to be, you know what's coming next, a Punjabi prison match. Yes! Bring back Kali! Just let him come out for no reason. <laughs> I just struggled to climb halfway up the, the prison. And Orton have to figure out how to slide down. That was amazing. Or not even make the match that he created. Like a match made solely for Kali. First ever. Big Show versus Taker. <laughs> oh dear. That was funny. I'm like, what is this? Why is Big Show in this match? <laughs> Um. yeah so yeah McIntyre says Mahal can pick and apparently according to reports it will be Punjabi prison Um, I, I want to see Jinder Drew I'm okay with whatever they're doing here because it just gives Drew something else I mean the crowd love Drew don't get me wrong like the crowd absolutely love him but it gives him something else to do you know um, which I think is the most important thing for Drew right now like he's going to beat Jinder but it's just getting him away from the title and stuff, keeping him busy. Um, rolled up. Nia Jax took on Rhea Ripley. Um, I have to say, one of the best Nia Jax matches I've watched in a long time. Um, I thought she was great. Like, 100%. I thought it was a really good match. Um, what did you, did you see it? Did, I mean, she caught her pretty good with the boot, like, busted her clean open. Yeah. I mean, she, where's everyone saying that Naya, that Rhea's dangerous? Yo, Naya was busted open. More no important. More no important said a word. More important news, and I sweated all week. They are not stripping the belt from Tamina. <laughs> she is the tag team champions. <laughs> oh man, I was sweating. I was like, are they really gonna strip her because she got because Natalia got injured because of Eva Marie? Oh dear God, no! Please don't. And then they were like, nah. It's only for a few weeks, so they get to keep the belts. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because the fucking Iconics had it forever, and they didn't have to defend at all. Mm-hmm. No, it's true, they didn't. Um, afterwards, they obviously started to tease a bit of uh, Jackson and Shayna now splitting, um, which I'm cool with. They've done what they had to do. Um, and the Riptide, though. Like, Rhea Ripley hitting the riptide on Nia Jax. Like, she lifted Nia Jax for that. Like, there's not much Nia Jax can do to help her. Like, the strength of Ripley. Woof. Um, but yeah, I mean, Baszler and Jax splitting, I'm all right with. Um, I think it's time that they did that anyway. Um, then, a little bit of tag team action. Right? I want to ask. So, the, the show's in Chicago, yeah? They have Mustafa Ali and Mansoor taking on you know, um, Mason Tebow. Obviously, Mustafa Ali, Chicago boy, former Chicago policeman. Why do they always lose when they go to their hometown? Why? Like, because you is... damn it. <laughs> is that the reason? I just, I don't understand it. If you go to visit your crowd, you never win. It's never the win. I mean, Mason Tebow did need the win. Um, stay home. Yeah, I, I actually thought it was all right. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was a bad result. Like I like Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. It shows that they're still a work in progress. Good for Mason T-Bar to show some dominance, which they did because they took him out at the end as well. It was yeah, yeah Mason T-Bar a thing. Yeah, they are. They are a thing, and they're staying a thing. They're basically. No, that poor Shane Dawn apparently got moved to SmackDown and didn't know he got moved to SmackDown. He didn't even know. Nope. How do you do that? Apparently he didn't realize that he was moved to the blue brand. Wow. God, so he'll be wishing his future endeavors very soon. I should. <laughs> Man's not even paying attention to what show he's on. Amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, there, so I read a news report that he didn't know he was on there. So what has he been doing then? If he didn't even... Was he just not been at any shows? Like, 
He hasn't wrestled since the breakup. No, he hasn't. But that was that feels like so long ago that Shane Thorne was moved. How how do you not know what show you're on? It's not good. It's not good. But it's Shane Thorne, isn't it? Our, probably most of us are. You know, I'm feeling shocked he's still got a job of any kind. Like, but they're obviously not talking to him. Maybe they forgot they had him and they just didn't tell him he was on SmackDown. Maybe that's what's happened. They thought they released him. <laughs> um charlotte came out uh pretty good promo um obviously so with charlotte out down rick flair gone andrade gone think charlotte will leave no you still think she'll stay why would, I she, think why would she stay because she's in a she's in a good position over there i suppose she's <laughs> almost untouchable not like she's being underused she's Done so much there that she, and like she barely ever gets screwed over. Like yeah. I, I don't, I'd see it as a stupid mistake. If yes, if she wasn't getting booked or she was, you know, she was constantly losing, I'd say fuck, go to the other show. But you're stupid to put up your good position you're having now to go somewhere else where you, they don't even have that good of a women's division yet. Nah, they don't. They don't. I'm sorry, and I'll say it forever. AEW's women division sucks. It's a lot better than it started. You know, credit where credit is due. I think Thunder Roses are good. I think Britt Baker's stepping up. But yeah, it's still a work in progress. But so, you, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't even know anymore. I don't think she would go. I think they would make sure that they keep her. But because as you say, like, she can't. She can't really do much wrong. She doesn't really get screwed. She doesn't really, you know. It, but can you imagine is, AEW fans, how they would change their tune? Can you imagine the tune change of all the people that have bashed Charlotte if she went to AEW? <laughs> uh, all the those people. Is, you know, everybody that's on the, the AEW women's roster, you, you see them maybe once, twice, and then you don't see them again. Yeah. Where's she to be? Mm. Yeah, where has she been? You know, yeah, be interesting. But no, yeah, Charlotte was there anyway. Um, Nikki twatted her with a chair. Uh, they got a no holds barred match coming up on later on in the show, which was cool. And then the goddess herself, Eva Marie. I love Eva Marie. I don't care how many people hated you. Know, I, I see on Twitter. How awful that she is. This, that, and the other. I, I love her. I've always liked Eva Marie. I liked it when she was losing clothes and couldn't wrestle on SmackDown. I loved it when she was booed out of the arena. She faced Bailey in NXT. I love her. I love her. Um, and Dewdrop got one up on Tamina. Um, Dewdrop is very good, isn't she? She's very good. Um, no, and then Tamina obviously beat her, I'm sorry, at 350, more Alexa Bliss stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just pulled it up here. Yep. Look at this. Sheeta, Nyla Rose, Chris Statlander, Rio, Penelope Ford, Lava Bates, where have, all, where, where have half of them gone? Nobody sees them most of the time. True. Penelope Ford, I like. Serena Deb, is she there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You wouldn't even know because you don't see them. Yeah, I think it, the it, problem is, is it's just been so obvious. Uh, Britt Baker is the star, you know. Like, whoa, where the fuck's Big Swalbin? Yeah, where is Swalbin? That's true. So there's nothing here for news of Penelope Ford, or. A month. No, she's like on the hundredth episode of Dark tonight. There you go. She is on that. She's got Rika Tahaka. Rika Tahaka. You never wait. Did you never see any of these women? No, no, you don't. Because it's too much. It's it's all about making Britt Baker the star right now. That's that's the first thing they want to do is make their own star. Um. And then take it from there. That that's all it is. That's and I kind of understand it, but yeah, there's not much happening underneath. Um, which isn't very good. But yeah. 
uh, uh, yeah, so Tamina got win over um, Dewdrop. Yep. Well, there you go. Gio, Gio's on one now. See what we've opened, boys. I'm literally looking at this. They got Talia fucking Conte. Yeah, she's on dark this, today as well. I know that. Yeah. They've got some really good women. Now, they have actually made the sightings, but I say don't see them. Like, you see the same ones or new ones or borrowed ones, like, you know, from other promotions. Okay. You don't see them. Now, sorry about that little bit of a rant, but it's... Like... <laughs> You're okay. You can use and you can't use them. <laughs> yeah, and then that's why everyone's like, "Well, why is the women division not doing so good?" Well, you're not using like they've got they've got some names there. Ty Conte is good. Penelope Ford is good. Very Shida. Big Swell is good. Like, and maybe they're all injured. Maybe that's the problem. Uh, speaking of injuries, Miz uh, had Miz TV. Damian Priest was uh, was ho was on it. Guest on it. Um, Priest got up and scared Miz, Morrison, Dude, blah, blah, blah. It was... Gotta go. What do you mean? Uh, this stupid water gun dripstick shit. <laughs> you don't like the dripstick? Oh, Gio. See, that changes things. Yeah, I, I, that, that's hurt my soul a little bit. That's even made people sitting around me sit up, me commenting that. How can you not like the dripstick? It's a fucking squirt gun. Oh. <gasps> Blasphemy. <laughs> you take that back right now. Fucking pool toy. Oh my god. Wow. This this that's just you're lucky. You're lucky we're friends. <laughs> uh but it's set up a match between Damian Priest and Morrison. Uh Priest with the big win. Um sets him on his way to Seamus Priest, which I'm gonna call it now. I'm gonna call it now. Seamus v Priest. Uh, at SummerSlam could potentially steal the show. Will be a match that a lot of people be surprised about how good it will be. Um, will the appear? Yeah, maybe. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, set up a tag match. Sheamus and John Morrison taking on uh, Ricochet and Priest because Ricochet come in made the save. After Sheamus jumped Priest. Um, pretty good. More of the same from the solo match, to be fair, just adding ricochet and sheamus they had enough to keep things interesting um yeah uh, at least ricochet's still around i mean i don't know is it leading to have ricochet v morrison miz doing some stuff maybe I, i'm not seeing that but it's good to see ricochet still in and around at least he's getting some tv time now let's just we'll accept that um then bobby lashley accepted the challenge and hope that goldberg's son's there to watch then um Omos just destroyed Matt Riddle. Omos is getting better, you know. He, he's, he's, he's getting better. He is getting yeah. better. But there was no AJ Styles, so it was the first time. I think it's the first time we've seen Omos on his own, isn't it, without Styles? Um, which is good. So, on his own, on Raw, the ground in an injury mask. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, right, let it let on to something I'm gonna rant about. Cross versus Keith Lee. Okay. No, there's nothing to rant about. There is. There is. People not understanding what the fuck a storyline is. Now I don't oh, normally I don't I don't normally I swear on here, right? <laughs> oh, but, I thought you were going the other way with that. No. So Cross has not come out with Scarlet Bordeaux anytime on Raw. You know, it's not the story that he stutters and doesn't do this and doesn't do that and blah, blah, blah. Scarlet comes out, makes him powerful, goes on a crazy winning streak. Is that not so obvious as to what they are doing? No? Like, I just, it blows my mind. How could people not see? It's like an old storyline. It's not like it's a brand new idea. They're not reinventing the wheel of wrestling stories. You know? What would have happened if Cross got the win this week? What would people have been bitching about? Keith Lee getting yep. embarrassed. He can't yep. get a win. <laughs> yep. I can't stand it. Like, Cross and Keith Lee, very clearly, one of them are going to do okay. I should think. They're, you know, they're quite similar. One of them are going to be okay. They put on a good match. 
Um, yeah. I'm reading a report. So it said, well, I, read, I wrote it down. It said, so Cross loses, then wins. The loses. While Lee loses, then loses, then wins. This is example of what we talk about 50-50 booking. So what do they want? They want it all Cross? They want it all Lee? <laughs> or do they want it down the middle where they're both kind of getting wins over each other and building a storyline that Scarlet comes back, big entrance, makes cross this big monster after he loses the title to joe because like he's all distracted with it's so obvious like what is happening and it drives me crazy when people are like oh they're burying this one they're burying that one. Oh my god someone has to lose you know someone has to lose and it's got keith lee back on tv it's getting cross into you know regular on raw <sighs> so far uh, oh, the other way i was about <laughs> Dude, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know what. Wrestling fans don't even know what they want anymore. Keith Lee wins last week. They're burying Cross. Cross wins one week. They're burying Keith Lee. Like, what do you want? Them not to fight each other. Is that the only way that they can make it then? Is Cross and Lee can't fight. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was meant to be Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was meant to carry on getting like, Sneaky wins. He got COVID. They had to think quick. And they got Keith Lee there. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah. That one peed me off because people are just not looking anymore at anything. They want it so cut and dry and so obvious. And then they complain that it's the same old storylines. Like, I, I, the problem at the moment, yes, okay, Raw is, is a poor show. Uh, the highlights bore me. You know, we watched the highlights today and even the badly edited versions you know, is more exciting than sitting through three hours of Raw. I will agree with that. But what do you people want? You know, like this cross thing is so obvious what they're doing without Scarlet being there. You know, so obvious. So anyway, look, I don't normally rant. Thanks, Gio. Gio goes quiet, lets me go. <laughs> it's normally the other uh way around. <laughs> but yeah, I tell you what, you can have the Reggie highlight. You can have all the Reggie stuff. Oh, right, come on. He's bringing always some sort of entertainment back to the 24-7 title. Do you know what? I will accept that he has brought some entertainment that isn't our truth to the 24-7 title. I can... Uh, exactly. I can agree with that. Damo was telling me yesterday something about Sin Cara. Oh, my God. I've forgotten it. But, yeah, oh, yeah. So, Sin Cara was like... Uh, do it every week, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Do it wrestling in a mask while you're jumping off the trampoline. And Reggie replied with, I was in the Cirque Soleil. I think I'll be all right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's naturally. Did you see the fucking powerbomb he took on SmackDown and landed on his heels? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Totally. I have to say, it's it. Reggie has been, you know, we've said it on here. Um, you somehow got to get it off of our truth Otherwise, it's just, you know. And they finally got someone that can do that. Like, Reggie is something different. And do you know what? For the what the 24-7 title is, I, I can't believe I'm going to say it because I'm not a Reggie fan. I don't hate this. I, 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 it's fun. It is fun. That's the thing. Is he doesn't have to be the greatest wrestler. No. But he's you what he's got and that's he, he was in a fucking circus and he can do all these crazy flips to get out of things yeah and the 24 7 title is the perfect place to just go and have some fun with it you know um yeah they're running the flipping seated centon as well love that move <laughs> I want, I, I want, i'm gonna be reggie in the next in the next game i'm calling it now <laughs> gonna make i'm gonna make reggie a star um all right then made made event time uh, the no holds barred Nikki Nikki ASH versus Charlotte. Um, yeah, it was it was better for Nikki Cross than I was expecting. I thought she okay. was going to get beat down. Um, yeah, doing the fifty fifty booking on. Yeah, um, she pinned her on her own. Actually, gets Nikki somewhere, makes it feel like she can win. You know, like she feels like a threat. Um, it was a beating. 100% as it should have been, you know. Charlotte, you know, beat herself a little bit, but yeah. Charlotte cost herself a win. Nikki hit a big move. It could have been much worse. 
I, I actually thought it was really good. For Charlotte, Nikki, ASH, I think they actually booked it and performed it and it came out as the right result, 100%. I, I actually enjoyed the match. I will give that. But it was improvement over recent weeks. Um, but yeah, it's not good, but it is a step up. But I feel like we say that all the time. See, it feels like we say that. Right, let's go back in time. Back in time. So last week we had Curti obviously on as a guest. Knows his wrestling, love it. Um, and he gave you King of the Ring ninety three to watch this week, which is a good one. Much better than yeah. what, you, what you're going to get this week. But old VHS pay per view version. Just yeah, out. and you actually got to use the VHS. My music. Wow. <laughs> um. Right. So. The opening match I've got here was obviously all the quarterfinals, which they did all on the same night. See, I missed this tournament. Um, Bret Hart, Razor Ramon. Good opener. Yeah, that's how you started it. Like they, they, they were pushing that the one, two, three kid had beat him a few weeks ago. So that that was like a big push that they were giving because you could hear the crowd chanting one, two, three at him. Oh, so was that like the Mach sort of time with that uh, when huh? X Pac did the roll up? Yeah, Macho Man kept bringing it up like he was like, "You just left a few weeks ago to a jobber." <laughs> um, Preliminary uh, talent. Wow, but it was a good win. Good win. Good match. Bret Hart obviously with the win, and then our guy that I forgot. Well, not Mister Perfect, but he was taking on Curtis Hughes, Mister Hughes. No oh way! Oh my God! I did forget oh, about Mr. Hughes. Okay. Mr. Hughes is amazing. He actually trained. Shout out to my friend who actually li who also listens to the podcast. He trained my friend Robbie. Did he? He he, he go he wrestles on the indie circuit as Robbie Rebel. He trained my friend. Mr. Hughes is a great guy. Wow. And he was wasn't he um He was Jericho's manservant. The manservant. Yeah, he was. That was him too, Mr. Hughes. Which butler. But obviously perfect picking up the win. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Jim Duggan. Now, I remember this tournament because this is where I realized that Bam Bam is actually really good. Yeah. I remember, like, I was like, God, in about 11 when this was. And then I remember, yeah, he's exactly that, like, Oh, this Bam Bam's not a joke, is he? <laughs> he's a he's a monster. He's a serious dude. He was so agile. I think that's what used to blow my mind as a kid. I mean, maybe he wasn't, but I remember thinking of eleven at eleven, like this dude is big to be throwing himself around like he does. Um, but yeah, that gave him a win, and of course, then he got a buy though because uh, Lex Luger and Tatanka. Ah, oh, this oh. is the. No drizzling drools. This match was awful. It was nothing but rest holds because they had to wait out the fucking clock. It was horrible. Why is they? I have on my notes. I have why is heel Lex Luger doing the face thing by asking for five more minutes? It should have been Tatanka asking for it. Yeah. Why heel wanting five more minutes? I don't think Lex Luger ever knew if he was a heel or a face or anything in between. I'm well, not going to lie. After this, he did the whole Lex Express thing like a couple of days after this. Yeah. But but yeah. What in five more minutes? You're the narcissist. You're a heel. You're a vain guy. Why are you the dude asking for five extra minutes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah. They used the whole shoulder gimmick and they made him put on an elbow pad. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love early 90s wrestling. Though. Um, then I think one of my favorite matches to ever watch, uh, anytime they were fighting, um, Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect in the semi final match to obviously face Bam Bam. Yes. They, they beat the hell out of each other, man. They beat the uh, hell out of each other. Everybody talks about the SummerSlam 91. But this match doesn't get yeah. enough position. It doesn't. It you're, you're absolutely right. It was just, you know, I think 
there was a there was the figure four lex locks the perfect plex and Hart then reversed and they were both out the ring and I think then he tried a small package and it reversed. It was just like, it was crazy. You know, I just, maybe again, it was, you know, being a kid and you don't know too much. I just, I, I wish sometimes I see some of these kids that mouth off on Twitter about wrestling this and they talk about that and contracts. And I missed like this when it, you know, I was watching on the day, hadn't heard anything of Mr. Perfect or Bret Hart in newspapers or from friends. And I just watched them go at it like this but yeah if, if you liked their match at SummerSlam 91 watch their king of the ring match 93 because it may be better if you look at it from a wrestling match i think i think you're right i don't think it gets enough appreciation um before we get to the final then obviously there was the wwf championship match yokozuna taking no, on the champion hulk hogan last time you would see hogan <laughs> 2002 Mm hmm This was the end, dear. this was the last one. This is yeah. Wow. He was the rumor is this he was supposed to stay till SummerSlam. He was gonna supposed to go over again on Yokozuna tonight um at this pay-per-view. They they shot the promo pictures, they shot magazine pictures. It was gonna be him versus Bret Hart, and then he flipped and he like did he pissed Vince off by speaking at the steroid. Trial and Vince just said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, buddy, you're out." Ah, there you go. I did. I thought he was. I did actually think he was at the SummerSlam, but no. Yeah, you're right. This this was the very last one. At, he was supposed to be at SummerSlam because that's when they tried to push Lex Luger at it because it was Luger Yokozuna at the oh. SummerSlam, and oh geez, that's not Hogan, boys. <laughs> Originally, it was going to be Bret Hart. Hogan and it was supposed to be Hogan passing the torch to the new generation and solidifying Bret Hart, you know, doing the old Hogan Warrior type match. You think that's why Hogan was like, nah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, why Hogan was like, uh, Bret Hart even wrote in his book, like Hogan told him, like, no way, brother, I'm, I'm not doing it. You're too small or some shit. Wow. Did we ever get Hogan, Bret? Only in WCW, and it yeah, led in, uh, it led to a, a mid-match heel turn up from Bret Hart. So take that as you will. <laughs> Stick came out there, yeah. joined up with Hogan. WCW. Yeah, we love it. Um, Eight-man tag match uh, was next before. Really good match, actually. Uh, Steiner Brothers and the Smoking Guns taking on Money Inc. and the Head Shrinkers. Yeah, that's you know, it's just filler in it for between title matches. How come that so the Intercontinental Championship match was next, Shawn Michaels versus Crush. I wonder why why was the title match so early in the card? I never understood that. Like the Intercontinental yeah. match was like then the one before the King of the Ring final. Um because they wanted to get it out of the way. They just they they, they, they didn't get it. They, they didn't care for Hogan at this point. His ego was overinflated. He didn't want to put people over. So they were like, fuck it, we're going to that was just, he was off fielding Thunder in Paradise at this point as well, wasn't he? Like, this was the start of that. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, obviously, Shawn Michaels versus Crush. Or Crush, man. I still feel for Crush. I, I do. I feel for Crush. He just, they tried so hard. But he just looks so bad. Um, Shawn Michaels retaining. Double doinks. Double doinks. That was at the SummerSlam then, wasn't it? Wasn't that doink versus crush when he had all the stars or lightning strikes on his face? No, that, that was... When was uh, that? The, that was WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. God, that was... That and before this where they, they had two doinks and then they did it again at this one where <laughs> they both showed up and blew a cigar at him. Uh, <laughs> oh, double doinks. Double heel doinks. Doink. Listen, heel doink was amazing. Some doinks, I have to say. Yeah, heel doink. Okay. Doink, right, because it got over what his character was and that was, he was a psychopath. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then the first ever King of the Ring final. This was the first, wasn't it? Yes, was the first. Bam, Bret Hart bam. versus Bam Bam. 
Bam Bam Bigelow wins, and then it gets reversed, so he doesn't win. Yeah. I, yeah. It was... Uh, and then the ceremony took place. And was, was this on the same night that Jerry Lawler intercept, inter, interrupted? Said he was the king. Yeah, uh, let's see the, 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 the qualifiers here. Bret oh, Hart, Hart was given a bye because he had won the, the 1991 house show one. Right. So they just gave him a bye. Razor Ramon beat Tito Santana. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Perfect beat Doink the Clown. Ah. <laughs> Mr. Hughes beat Kamala. Oh my two, gosh. Two minutes. I'm sure that was a fucking humdinger. Oh, uh, Mr. Hughes versus Kamala. I'm YouTubing it right now as we two, speak. 45 minutes. <laughs> 45, 45 seconds. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, Jim Duggan versus Papa Sh Jim Duggan beat Papa Shango. Oh my God, Papa Shango! The frightening uh, when I was there. Beat Typhoon. Wow, Typhoon! I liked him and Earthquake, the Natural Disasters. Man, Lex Luger beat Bob Backlund. Oh jeez! And I'm sure this was another fucking home dinger of. Two minutes and 59 seconds disqualification to Taka beat Giant Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what we got to do. We got to hunt out Kamala versus Mr. Hughes. And then we're hunting out what disqualified Giant Gonzalez against the Tunka. That, that's it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. Okay. What did the Twitter <laughs> guy do? So, obviously, they noticed that you was on a bit of a WCW theme. And they I were like, you know. And they were like, well, there's one that I'd like to have his opinions on. You know, it's quite a big one. We got New Blood Rising 2000. Oh, damn it! <laughs> damn it, damn it, damn it! Oh! You guys are making me break a rule. There's fucking ICP on that card. I swear to God there is. <laughs> Dude, Whoa! have you have you seen this card? Oh it, God, bring it, it just up. Re it reads so bad. <laughs> bring it up, right? Please. Okay, oh. so to start, we got the gold record ladder match, <laughs> three count, which is Shadow Moore, Shane Helms, and Evan Karakagis against the Jung Dragons. Then we got Ernest Miller versus the Great Muta. <laughs> then. Buff Bagwell, Chris Canyon, Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. <laughs> uh, then the four corners for the tag titles. Chronic versus uh, Sean O'Hare and Mark Jindrak. Misfits in action and the perfect event. Oh, that was Stasiak and Palumbo, wasn't it? I like uh, Palumbo and O'Hare as a tag team, by the way. <laughs> then there's a strap match. Billy Kidman versus Shane Douglas. The mud rip off the clothes match. Major Guns versus Miss Hancock. <laughs> mud, <laughs> mud rip off the clothes. Sting versus the Demon. The Demon was you know, interesting. Um, then there's the Canadian Rules match for the United States title. Lance Storm versus Mike Awesome. Uh, then the WCW tag team match after the four quarters. Uh, Dark Carnival versus uh, Chronic. Triple threat. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Triple threat, Nash Goldberg versus Steiner. Nash versus Goldberg versus Steiner. And then the main event, Booker T, Jeff Jarrett. Now. Oh, asshole. <laughs> this card is horrible. 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 Uh, um, yeah. It's horrible. Like, so the Canadian rules means that instead of a traditional three, the ref must administer a five count. Following the five count, the competitor then has to stay down for 10 more seconds. If both men are down for a 10 count for any reason, the first man who gets to his feet wins the match. Like, what is that? You have to watch the match to understand the way they did that. And basically, any time uh... that Landstorm got beat, they would just change the fucking rules. <laughs> like the... The Duchess of Queensbury rules. We're in Jericho. One would 
Landstorm would get pinned, and then they'd be like, he's got 10 seconds to get up. And they're like, he, 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 something, and they'd be like, it's no DQ. Mate, do you know, like, this card is awful. And, like, so you say it here, despite it was never, never announced to anyone, every match on the card was under no disqualification rules. <laughs> I'm aware of it. And they didn't tell anyone. <laughs> Listen, there was two ways I was, go I was thinking this was going to go. Oh. One, of, one of them was new blood, and the other way that they were going to go was fucking Robocop. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the only other one that I, I've had mentioned to me this week was uh, the Great American Bash 2004, which is a really bad card. Like, if you read that card, pretty harsh. But yeah, the, the one that comes through was like, oh, I just noticed WCW theme. And I was like, oh, okay. Thinking it was going to be nice, but no. Have New Blood Rising. I was like, oh, bad. <laughs> Dude. Oh, boy. Right. Pretty much all I've got on my notes. I don't have any big news. I think uh, the Bray Wyatt stuff is the main thing. And I think, you know, it's, it's pretty worrying, but we'll have to see. You've got to trust them. You know, we've got to trust what they're doing. They're a big business and they don't seem to care. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we're on the road to wrestle at SummerSlam, which is obviously only three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks away. It's on a Saturday, which is exciting. So first ever Saturday pay-per-view for me for a very long time. Um, other than that, don't be an idiot. Enjoy New Blood Rising, Geo. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, man. Bye.